As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey guys, it's Gwen and you're listening to Glam Squad Confidential, the podcast that dives deep into the beauty and fashion in Hollywood. Of course, today I am joined by my co-pilot on the beauty plane, Mr. Travis Cronin on the mic. Oh, hello, Gwen. Feeling beautiful and ready to talk about beauty. How are you? I mean, your platinum blonde hair, Trav, it makes me happy every time I see it. Thank you so much. I was born a ginger. Now I feel strawberry blonde. It just feels great. Yeah. You know, Trav, have you been watching a lot of television lately? I feel like there is so much to watch. And during the pandemic, we all started binging series. We needed to be on the couch more. And I don't know, it's a habit that has stuck with me. I've been watching a ton of television. Facts. The Gilded Age. I just got into Below Deck. I am late, but it is great. You know, lots of stuff. It's better than movies now, really. Totally. I mean, it kind of like is a movie, you know? It's just like a 10-hour movie split up, but we watch it all together. I don't know. Sort of like that. Have you been watching Euphoria? Um, Of course I have been watching Euphoria. I mean, what do you think of the, of the hair and makeup? Like, what do you think about the style? What do you think I mean, it says? Well, Gwen, you know that we went dressed as Euphoria characters for Halloween a couple years ago. And anytime that I get to glue rhinestones on my face and do a neon glitter eyeliner, that's a great day for me. So I really thank Zendaya and everyone involved in Euphoria for making that okay. I feel pretty euphoric about it, Gwen. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. <laughs> I know. I was just having a conversation about how there isn't enough cat this season. And you know, if you recall, for Halloween, I was cat. Yes, you were. The I was cam girl cat. cat. Webcam girl, yeah. And I, we won a prize. I won a prize. But, you know, it's like we all won a prize. Anyway, that person who I was just having that conversation with is our special guest today. Because, Travis, if you didn't get the gist yet, we are breaking down the best and worst looks when it comes to beauty and style on hot TV shows right now. And... To help us dive even deeper, we have got pop culture savant, the host of the We Have Notes podcast, and of course, our dear friend, Abby Gardner. Hi, Abby. Hello. I'm so excited to be with both of you. We are reunited, and it feels very, very good. 
<laughs> oh my God, I, I agree with that. Now, Abby, you know, forever, since I have known you, which is many, many years, you always have been the friend, watches everything before really everyone does, and has a lot to say about this content. Now, what are some of the things that you have been watching on television? I always go to you. Like, you're the person who turns me on to, um, like, really basically everything that I've watched. (laughs) I mean, really basically everything. It's my goal in life. That's like the best thing you could ever tell me. (laughs) It's true. I mean, I didn't know anything about normal people until you told me about Paul Mescal, right? And um, I mean, really everything. I'm I'm so excited for our upcoming next Sally Rooney uh, adaptation, Conversations with Friends, starring Mr. Taylor Swift, Joe Alwyn. So very excited <laughs> about that. Uh, but Euphoria, obviously, yes, uh, you have to be watching Euphoria. As Trav mentioned, The Gilded Age, uh, that's been a great one. I obviously watched all of, uh, and just like that, I watched it at seven in the morning every Thursday the days it came out. Really. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I might have been hate watching it sometimes, but I absolutely watched it yep. like before I got out of bed. Mostly hate it. watching. Mostly, mostly hate watching. But I yep. did, I did tune in immediately upon uh, arising uh, every Thursday for ten weeks. Well, I do have to say, you know, and we've talked about this too, with Sex in the City. Beauty and style was like a character of the show. The dresses that Carrie wore on Sex and the City, this was almost like the fifth character in the friendship. I'd say it's the main character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I, would agree with that, Trav. Mm-hmm. But with And Just Like That, I just think that they really got it wrong with the beauty and style. Oh, it's, you know, and you think about like original Sex and the City, there's so many things that have lived on for, for all this time, but like really the outfits and you can be like, oh, that's when Carrie wore this. Oh, I remember right. that. And, and even at the time, obviously when... Like I was a young woman in New York and I remember being like, oh, that striped bag that Miranda had. And we, I had that and I got it as a gift or like you, you have these, like you mark the show by even like, or certain haircuts or certain style moments. And like, we're not going to do that with this new show. Like that's not going to happen. Uh, at no. all well, in the fact, sorry just... maybe the like the the sorry that she wore to the indian celebration of light i thought was amazing and was a marker in the show and i was inspired by that um maybe her rhinestone gloves but that is that's really it that like and of course the versace at the end which impossible not to make a statement right. in that god if you're going to spend tens of thousands of dollars hopefully we remember it I mean, speaking of the sorry, Seema was my favorite character of And Just Like That. Yeah. And partly because I think that she actually wore fabulous clothes and looked fabulous. Whereas, you know, I understood the plot point of Miranda's gray hair, but like it was a little over the top. Like, all right, you're old now. Just wear your hair gray and it wasn't even like cute or chic or styled well and even Carrie within the very beginning like the first episode I think I even Instagrammed or tweeted about how like you know the star of the show was that Carrie's hair was this extreme length whereas like women of a certain age are expected to cut their hair um but then like 
her clothes weren't carry clothes. Like through the whole thing, it was just sort of like, wah, wah. It was a little well, safe. It was, it was like both safe and it felt like it was trying too hard to make a moment a lot of the times instead of just like being stylish. And it fed into the whole thing and like the Miranda of it all also that somehow like first of all these women aren't that old like no right down (laughs) (laughs) and that somehow everything gets like dowdy and what and that's just like not true and and especially in 2022 and And especially these particular women these characters just it was just it just missed the mark (laughs) yeah it sure did and there was there you know the the golden girls when they started were the actresses were the same age as the and just like that characters but we're 2022 with modern medicine so we do not need to make anyone look like sylvia you know none of them do none of them have to and the miranda gray hair i thought was fun for her character she wasn't you know caving to conventional beauty standards but what i thought was missing was just that they didn't push the envelope you know sex in the city was all about wearing things that you'd only see on page 76 of harper's bazaar and this was sort of like page one and not <laughs> as deep cut fashion as i'd like it to be it's too front of book <laughs> too front of book it's too front of book that's the worst insult ever <laughs> for people who understand the business model of magazines mm-hmm. all right so let's talk about euphoria because i do think that since the original Sex in the City, Euphoria is quite possibly the first TV show where the the makeup and the style became like a character. It mm-hmm. it told a story. It was integral to the plot. So, what have you guys loved um, or or not loved? You're allowed to not love it. I have loved. I love the makeup. I love the statement of it and even the clothes like you know maddie and cassie are going to be wearing a particular thing and you know that lexi is going to be wearing a particular thing and it's totally tied to their personas and almost like their life goals in that moment i think like that's such a key point because even if it's something that i don't want to personally wear exactly it's like oh that's very cassie that's very lexi that's very rue that's very jules and it it just gives the sense that they know these characters like in and out and in the way that you could say like the old sex in the city did it was like oh you felt inherently like absolutely that's what charlotte would wear you're like yeah oh of course that's what how maddie does her makeup it just it gives the characters such a like 360 like a really deep view of who they are and i love that even if it's something that i'm like i'd never wear that i'm like but it's so maddie you know and And i I enjoy it and maddie is maddie is euphoria fashion really like if (laughs) if maddie wasn't a character in euphoria we would care a lot less about the clothes it's maddie is that young girl embracing her sexuality really throwing in people's faces so confident about it and she is really the only one for me in terms of fashion that really created a breakout fashion moment now hunter schaefer her i love the face lace decals she wore at prom last last year her makeup is always so cool zendaya's worn 
like amazing makeup they all have but when it comes to fashion it's really i am there to see what maddie is wearing and everyone else's supporting character and what do you think about i mean this season it really feels to me like hunter schaefer's character jules has gotten a lot more subdued with her hair and makeup and it feels to me like it's because she's coming into her own and she knows who she is and she's found this confidence 100 percent Gwen you nailed it I'm pretty sure they were in the writer's room discussing that but yeah she isn't like crazy glittery party anymore she's really trying to find her real life and be happy in it and that shows through her eyeshadow quite literally (laughs) yeah which is amazing you know because there was this kind of and I think intentionally like manic pixie dream girl vibe to her in the first season and her arc that has involved like I mean her her life has involved a lot of complicated layers and things but also she just is starting to know who she is and she doesn't have to put on the whole facade that she felt like she needed to do for many reasons probably that you don't even have to explain you're just like you understand it through the makeup and that's what's so cool and also I just I want Jules to be confident I want her to feel great and um and even then part of it is like you can see her sadness in it too and and in her struggles with I mean this person she loves is going through it to the maximum and so that is weighing on her but also she's she's not she's not a fake version of herself anymore she's just like she's like I'm Jules this is who I am and that's pretty dope totally now speaking of gilded age are you guys both watching Gilded Age? I'm watching Gilded Age. I think yes. that it's um, kind of a little slow, but also kind of fun and fabulous to watch. What I love most about it is that view of New York City at that time. Um, but the clothes are just phenomenal. And then speaking of the hair and makeup, I mean, Cynthia Nixon, again, they just keep doing her <laughs> dirty with the hair and makeup. Like, I'm like... All right, I have naturally curly hair. Is that how I would have had to wear my hair before there were hairstyling products? Oh my god. They did I, that her is like, dirty. Oh. <laughs> they did her dirty. That character's hair makeup life is just so sad. It is it's, really, really rough. It's rough. It's so rough. I'm like, and also I was like, is this just like a tangent from the hysterical way Miranda developed and and just like that, which <laughs> right. felt very un-Miranda. It's like, oh, <laughs> everything is like that energy. And I'm like, at least it makes a little more sense for Ada. Yeah. But still, yes. I, like, I don't like i don't want her life like ever the only clothes i am loving from gilded age the gilded age is really about the architecture the interior (laughs) the gilding really is what i'm there for those two blue fireplaces i dream about at night (laughs) um but mrs russell's Mm -hmm. outfits oh they're amazing amazing i have never seen fashion like that ever on television that is so modern but such a period piece like every time she turns the corner i'm like let her into old society she (laughs) deserves it i'm like is this what new money does because this is what you should all want to do like you should want those dresses you should also want a husband who is hot for you in those dresses like that but Mm -hmm. it's she is everything is like a 
confection. It's so yeah. good. Love. And even um, Mrs. Chamberlain, who is the woman who they cast out from society, <laughs> yes. has those amazing feather hair pieces. And I don't know if it's a character choice that these women are on the outskirts, so they have to try harder with their fashion, or that they're showing that these women are amazing and shouldn't be cast aside. But I am getting that just from their clothes. And it's incredible. And speaking of, I mean, I do love that love story between the Russells because she's such a complex character and a difficult woman, but yet he loves her. Like he just, he just melts for her and it's really sweet. And, you know, speaking of grooming, I mean, that beard, I swear to you, I think his beard like spells out, he's like a very dominant character. And I think the beard plays into that. It's just like this strength of beauty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He looks great. You're right, though. But I had noticed that. But his grooming great... is impeccable. Oh, totally. And it, that beard just makes him look that kind of like... Because, you know, he's very nice and he's so nice with her. But yet in business, he is ruthless and domineering. And it's it's the beard. It's the beard for me, guys. It just it's, a, it's a robber baron beard and it's right. and it's hot, you know. <laughs> you know, I think I need to write a whole spread on the robber baron beard. I think that that's definitely, definitely a post for like, sure. Did, did the actual Vanderbilt? like have beards like that i don't know like it's it's interesting because obviously they're kind of vanderbiltian in their uh exactly. the russells are but uh yeah and i and also just like with the interiors and things too like like trav was saying like that's so delicious and also oh. just the way like the old money people look down at the new money people, and then that whole you know all those like lobsters and <laughs> like whatever it's just it's delicious and that it it, it makes up for what i think might be some plot uh issues yeah it's no it's no <laughs> downton abbey Let's no say it's not downton abbey no no um, but it's it's can it's eye candy that's for sure it's totally candy and it's a fun watch um speaking of a fun watch the number one show on netflix right now is inventing anna and Guys, if, if you want to hear Abby and I do a really deep dive into um, the trials and tribulations of the entire show, listen to Abby's podcast. We have notes. But speaking of the beauty and the style, I mean, the Anna Chumps Clumsy character um, who was the journalist, Vivian, um, who is in real life Jessica Pressler, a writer at New York Magazine. Yeah. A little Botox, like a little Botox would have, I know that the character was pregnant, but did they have to be so meta? Like she looked so haggard. Is that the way that America thinks that us journalists look <laughs> at our desks? Well, I just can't understand why she wouldn't put a little effort into her hair and her clothing <laughs> when she works for such a high-end magazine. <laughs> That's Travis, so good. How do you have that accent down? I watched her on Jimmy Kimmel Live when she talked about how she put it together and added a little inflection because she's from America. I mean, Julia so Garner killed it with that accent. The accent was a character of the show oh. in and of itself. And you know, I can't do an accent like Trav Kimba when she's like, why do you dress so poor? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, there is Dolce & Gabbana, there is Chanel, you know? Except, <laughs> you know, I, I loved that too. It was hilarious. But the character, the Anna character, who is purporting herself to be a trust fund multimillionaire, 
I mean, were her clothes designer? Were they supposed to be? Like, I didn't think she looked rich. They were designer, but I thought it was really cool because I was obsessed with the Anna story from the first article. I read the book. My friend Anna, I was into it. And Anna Delvey never really dressed amazingly. And even though she spent a lot of money on clothes, she didn't have that style factor, that it factor that she was pretending to be. And I thought that was really interesting that it was, you know, we say it's a character choice but this was a real life that Mm -hmm. she really wasn't that girl and didn't have the references growing up to create looks that stop people in their tracks even though they cost fifty thousand dollars well that is kind of the thing though that you're like oh well she's so rich that she didn't have to like put it on which i can kind of see as like feeding into people actually buying into her bs a little bit because you're like you know sometimes you're just like oh they're like if you talk New about money. Like, old mo- like, you have to it's try like, hard. Yeah, like th- it's like you're so old money that you like someone on Nantucket with like the worst style, but is like an old family. You know, it's like maybe it was like, oh, maybe that works mm. for her. You know, <laughs> fair. But I didn't see any clothes on that show that I loved. <laughs> no, totally, totally. It was weird. I was expecting a little more of that. Well, in the and fun in the show in general, but like especially in the scenes where you're seeing what she was, how she was living when she was living that like downtown, like rich kid life. And it didn't come through. And for all of us who have like lived in New York during that time period, it didn't it didn't look like that. It wasn't as it wasn't cool enough like that. Those parts didn't feel cool enough. I mean, personally, if. I had met the real Anna Delvey. If I was that character, Rachel, like I never would have bought in. You know that I would have been saying to you, Abby, behind that everyone's backs, I would have been like, that girl's not rich. She's a con artist. Her highlights are not even great. I mean, she (laughs) did not have rich hair color. Truly, like I would have been like, something's amiss here. I can tell because of the hair color. (laughs) It's a good point because- It's why she didn't succeed. You know, a lot People of like very, through that. Yes. she would have gotten that twenty million dollar loan had she had expensive highlights. <laughs> well, don't even get me started on like how she swindled the hedge funds guys because for the fortress, like I just. I still just don't understand how the fortress people like fed into this, but it's a anyway. really good ploy for more women in financial positions of power. <laughs> to me, that's what I saw. I was like, this really shows that this this barricade of finances should not be held by men only because they didn't see any of this. So strange, so strange. So we can't talk about hair and makeup and TV shows and style without hitting on dynasty well we're not we're not no before we get to to dynasty although are you watching the dynasty reboot i meant the old dynasty well the old dynasty was i mean i thought you meant like it there was nothing quite like it i was a dallas girl but i dabbled in dynasty so okay oh dallas i mean i went and got my haircut to look like victoria principal and i have curly hair let's just say it didn't work out well like if you don't have straight hair that style especially getting there before there is like every hairstyling product (laughs) under the sun i mean all i had to work with was like sebastian moose and spritz yeah it wasn't great it didn't really didn't really i i tried it too it wasn't a great idea i did get to interview victoria principal once about her her beauty line yeah Uh, in, she in like big... 2001 when I yes. went to the war and I actually found a handwritten note from her just the other day in a box that like was like 
Thank you for the great question. And as a girl who grew up watching Dallas with her mom every Friday night, it was like, that's why I've saved it for like Is 20 it years. Yes. It's not, but I'm about to frame it. I'm like, I forgot I had this note from Pamela, from Pamela Ewing. And she, she, when she launched the principal secret, I'm like, it was like a kind of like a road, like a, um, you know, guffy ranker direct yes. to consumer brand. Exactly. She was like kind of pre curve with some of that stuff. Oh, totally. Well, all of those, you know, it was like uh, Jacqueline Smith, Victoria Principal, like those women made bank on direct to consumer beauty before that was like really a thing. Anyway, no, the show that I was <laughs> referencing, guys, that I think that we need to talk about is the um, Hulu vehicle, Pam and Tommy. Oh, yes. <gasps> oh my God. Oh. Yes. Yes. I, yes, I, yes. I also hate watch. Oh, no, no. I, well, it's, it's, it's not exactly a hate watch. Like, it's so terrible. It's amazing. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, mean, I understand what it is. And I also understand the complicated conversations around it. Like, I get it. But totally. I'm digging it for whatever it is. It's, it's got a crazy energy. Like, it's wild. Yeah, it, does. <laughs> it is. It is wild. And it's like, half the time, like, you're like, do they mean for this to be spoofy? Or like, what yeah. is happening? But the, I mean, she looks exactly like Pamela Anderson, right down mm -hmm. to those like pencil thin eyebrows. The hair is absolutely Pamela Anderson's hair. That glossy caramel lip that like, it's it sparked a trend. I mean, that was mm -hmm. the that was the trend of the moment. Icy white lip gloss. It's I it, it's really crazy how much I was like I can't believe Lily James looks like that. Like, right? like can look like Pamela that much. It's why she's actually does a great Pamela. Um, yes. When she's talking, sometimes I'm like, this is crazy to yes. see. But I also am like, that is so what I always appreciated Pamela's. Uh, whole look but it was not something that I look anything like or felt like I could uh recreate in any way but I'm I'm really enjoying seeing it again right it's like it like makes me happy there's something even though she's going through a very hard time um I'm just like oh right that was such a thing like such a such a look it was I mean that was it sparked like a just huge subset of trend for it sure is. and she has that look though that i tell people i was like for three hundred thousand dollars i could make anyone look like <laughs> well yeah i was just gonna say it was a precursor to how like the instagram influencer look yes. how everyone has the same look there's there's like a direct purchase line to, to me it's like purchase, yes right? and to yeah. guys the real housewives i always call it a real housewife of anywhere look which was that blonde hair that you know the makeup that was drawn on to look three-dimensional yet it's not but also sebastian stan as tommy lee i mean you guys he He's looked great. exactly like him the hair the body art the tattoos the piercings i mean it's such a statement without those grooming moves it it wouldn't feel authentic no, like nominate that those teams for like all the Emmys like that. The, mm -hmm. the work of that like hair and makeup team is incredible. And so let's incredible. talk about let's talk about the fashion in the show, because the jeans that the Seth Rogen character wears. <laughs> but, 
Because you guys, first of all, there, it's the style of the jeans at that time in the late 90s, but the cheap kind. Yeah. So I mean, it's just so totally spot on. Yeah, it's impeccable. It's like really impeccable. They've like nailed and like his character, this kind of like sad sack who like is <laughs> smart, but he like, you know, and it's like those are just the jeans you got at like the store. Right. <laughs> Someone had a lot of fun with that. Someone had a lot of fun picking out the high end and the sort of cheap 90s, late 80s trends. And it really shows that they had a lot of fun with that. Well, that's even the case with like the clothes that Pamela wears, you know, that Lily James as Pam Anderson wears, because it's like, you know, if you remember when they're on the private jet coming back from their quickie wedding and they're talking about their favorite foods and like their yeah. favorite foods are like chicken fingers and, <laughs> and pizza. And it's like, well, yeah, you kind of defined this style of the moment, but not because you wear, wore designer clothes. Right. Yeah, it's just absolutely. Well, it's like them juxtaposed in the mansion and like this, the gaudy design decisions that he's making that sends <laughs> Seth Rogen over the edge, but also just like they're all this money, but like, and that, that outfit, like that was how it, that was how, the thing. And it was like the rock and roll, but also it was like cheap rock and roll. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, totally. Totally. And now what else? Is there anything else that you guys are watching that you think, um, you know, you're just taken in by the wardrobe and makeup? Yeah, RuPaul's Drag Race. Well, always, always and forever. <laughs> and Pose. And Pose. Yeah. And of course, Pose. But RuPaul's Drag Race, I mean, the makeup and the outfits there, they are statements. They are comedy. They are fun. They are reveals and wings. So that's probably my number one. But again, it's like a dotted line to like that Instagram star makeup because all of that yeah, it's was drag. buoyed off of like there's there is a dotted line from the drag world to the Kardashians and there 100%. you have it. It's not even really dotted. It's is it dotted? it's blended. It's blended. <laughs> it's contoured. It's contoured. <laughs> yes. <laughs> one contoured cheekbone to the next, just like yes. right through. <laughs> yeah, and even you know, speaking of the Kardashians, we're about to get that. Hulu show, right? And it's going to be really interesting to see the evolution of the Kardashians in this moment because you're getting Courtney in kind of like the post Travis Barker era. <laughs> so it's like a totally different beauty. It's look. very Pam and Tommy Lee. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. It kind of is. It's like they do like to stick each other's tongues in their mouths in front of cameras. Uh, <laughs> mm hmm known cameras i don't mean like just their personal cameras like they're yes, you know they're putting yes. it out there so totally and i mean courtney never wanted to be involved ever in the other show and now she's like out here doing the most so totally. she's now the main character can't tell her she's, she's not <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i think they wanted her to be for a little while they're like court we need you at the front lines do something. You know, totally. Do something. It's been years. <laughs> it's been decades, Courtney. Please. It's been a long time since you pulled Mason out of yourself when you gave birth. Like you gotta you gotta yes. give you gotta give the family something to do. Or hit probably with the car door. Yeah. That was basically her last like major plot point on the show. You're totally right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's oh just going to be the same show, but different network, right? And like, they're going to light it and edit it a little different. Like, that's what I'm expecting. And I will watch all of it. 
shinier. Exactly. Exactly. It's going to be shiny, right? It's going to be shinier. Yeah. High gloss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys. Well, with that, you know, I think that we should all be shiny and happy and take our cues from the characters that we see on TV. Thanks, you guys. Thanks so much for breaking down the best and worst of TV beauty and fashion right now. I mean, that was like a really fun episode. Yeah. Abby, you're the best, best. Oh, thank you. I loved it so much. Of thank course. You for we- me. We need to have the We Have Notes podcast host coming on to give our segments notes for sure. We'll have you back again. Well, thank you, Travis Cronin. Thank you, Abby Gardner. I'm Gwen Flamberg. Please come back next week for a new episode of Glam Squad Confidential. And until then, go to usmagazine.com slash stylish for more celebrity beauty tips and tricks all week long. Until next time. Stay gorgeous. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on Auto Trader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader.